Thanks for checking out the One Church podcast today. If you are new to One Church and want to learn more about us, you can always check us out at imonechurch.com. Now, here's Pastor Brian Sparks. Y'all doing good? Yes. Come on, we're in a new building. Hey, everybody wanted to be at the first service. Come on, somebody. Y'all are like, let's go. You got the fear of missing out, so you're showing up to first service. Parking lot's crazy. Hey, here's the thing. Let me just say this right now. If, if you're like, oh, well, it's too full, this isn't your church. Because I promise you, we're going to need a bigger boat, and God's going to keep growing, and God's going to keep expanding. And, and here's the thing is this is the vision. This is the vision. God says this, but, uh, I want my house to be full, and at one church, we want every seat represents a person, and every person has a story that, and, a, and a life that could be forever changed by the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so here's the thing is this is what we do, and this is what we believe at one church. We like full houses. Some people say, I don't like, I like to have a whole row. No, we like to have a whole row full of people. And so that's what we do at one church. And so we're glad that you're here and glad that you're a part. We've got, uh, uh, a really exciting opportunity uh, for you uh, if, if you come to one church. Uh, Easter is coming up. And uh, Easter is a great opportunity for you to invite people to come to church with you. Uh, here's the thing is, is for whatever reason, uh, people are so open to come on Easter Sunday. Like it's, it's like, I'm looking for a place. I want to be a part of something. And, uh, here's the deal is, is that you can say, you know what? I'm going to invite you to come to church with me. And a lot of people will come. Maybe they wouldn't come uh, on a normal Sunday, but they'll come on Easter, right? Because you live in Texas. It's like your obligation. You have to go to church on Christmas and Easter. It's like you have to. And here's the thing is, is that we don't want them to have an encounter with us. We want them to have an encounter with Jesus. And so we always make it really simple for you here at one church. Church, um, number one, we want to remind you uh, uh, on a regular basis to be praying for Easter, right? Because we, we, here's the thing is you can partner with us in prayer and say, you know what? We're going to pray that every person that walks through these doors is going to have an encounter with Jesus. Their lives are going to be changed. And, uh, and we're going to have, uh, we have six services in two locations. And so uh, I can promise you this, the, the middle service will be crazy full. Uh, and so you, you can, if, if you like it packed, it will be packed. And, uh, but here's the thing is that we will, uh, we're going to just open it up and let people come. And we're believing that over 2,000 people will walk through our doors either here uh, at this campus or in our Sulphur Springs location. And God's going to change lives and do great things. And so we want to make this really easy. And so we're going to give you invites that are really easy to hand out. And we're going to give you uh, something that you're able to put on to remind you of Easter. And so uh, right now the ushers, we're going to play a video and the ushers are going to pass out uh, these bracelets. Take as many as you want, because we have plenty, okay? So take a look at this video. I have struggles, 
fallen angels or dark rulers in the heavens. That there is nothing in our present or future circumstances that can weaken his love. conquers all. I am ready to preach. Are you ready to hear? Are you going to shout me down? Say amen. Come on. We have a saying here. A quiet church is a quiet church is a we're not a dead church. Are we? All right. Come on. Tap your neighbor. Say you ain't dead. So you can say amen. You can say that's good. You say you preach white boy. You can say man you're good looking. I don't care what you say. Just don't just don't cuss at me. Okay. Uh, That hurts my feelings. Uh, Hebrews 11.1, we're kicking off a brand new series called Exponential. Hebrews 11 verse 1, Exponential Series. Uh, I love this passage of scripture. In fact, all of Hebrews 11, like before I jump into this, I got to welcome, come on, we got to welcome our Sulphur Springs campus. We love you, Sulphur Springs. Everybody watching online, we love you. If you're ever in the area, drop by. I promise you, we'll make you feel right at home. Hebrews 11.1, honestly, all of Hebrews 11 is one of my favorite chapters in the Bible. It's actually called the Hall of Faith is what most people call it because it talks about all the great Bible characters are all condensed down to one major chapter, and it's talking about faith. But uh, Hebrews 11.1 is all we're going to touch on today, and uh, it says this, now faith, somebody say now faith. Say now faith. Now faith faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. If you're taking notes today, you can title this message Unlimited. Unlimited. Limited. Lord, I thank you right now for the word of God. I thank you that it's sharper than any two-edged sword. I thank you that every ear in here is open and receptive to hear your word. Lord, they didn't come to hear a word from me. They've come to hear a word from you. And so, Lord, I pray that you would use me to speak to the hearts and the lives of your people. Let every life be changed. Let no one leave the same. In Jesus' name. And everybody said? Amen. Uh, it was six days before the end of 2015. Uh, we had planted this amazing church, and, and we, as y'all know, we were meeting in a school. Most of you know we were meeting in a school that was set up and tear down. And, uh, and uh, my wife was driving with my two kids, Braley and Bear, were in the car, and uh, they were in the back seat. They, this is uh, a few years ago, so they were much younger at the time. And, uh, and uh, my, my son, out of nowhere, just asked my wife this question. She, he, he said, uh, Mom, are we believing God for a building for our church? And she said, absolutely. Now, this is 2015. Uh, you know, she said, absolutely, we're believing God for a building. He got real quiet for a moment and he said, Are we believing God for a building this year? And all of a sudden, my daughter, who was quiet up until this point, said, Bub, that's what she calls her brother. She said, Bub, that's impossible. There's only six days left in the year. My son was quiet for a moment longer, and then he said, God created the earth in six days. Why can't he build us a building in six days? Here's the thing. 
Son, it didn't happen in in six days, but it doesn't matter if it happens in six minutes or six months or six years. Can I tell you right now that God who promised is faithful. And every time you just keep holding on to the promise and saying, I'm not going to quit. I'm not going to give up. I don't know when it's going to happen, but I believe this, that God is going to do it. Somebody say now faith. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. See, here's the thing is you need faith right now for what you're believing God for. You need faith right now. It's easy to believe it when you're standing in the building. But can I tell you, when you're waiting on the promise, that's when it's time to have the now faith and say, I don't care what my situation looks like. Man, I feel like preaching. I don't care what my circumstances look like. I don't care how long I've been waiting. I don't care how what it looks like on the outside. I believe this, that God is going to deliver on what he promised. Now faith. Here's the thing is that you are, you are right now a part of a church that was once only a whisper between my wife and I. A dream in our heart. Now faith. See, here's the thing is that in our first year, I, I, before we ever launched the church, I said, we're going to buy land within our first year. We're going to pay cash for land in our first year. Here, that is absolutely crazy when nobody goes to your church. Now faith. I look at something and say, you know what? I, I don't know how it's going to happen, but I can see something greater. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. And here's the thing is in that first year, I think in the first 10 months, we paid cash for land. Did we build on it? Not yet, but who knows what's going to happen? Come on. Here's the thing. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. I said in the first year, I said, we're going to launch eight campuses. Now I'm looking back and I'm going, maybe that was too small. Now I'm thinking, why not 18? Come on, why not 80? That makes my wife cringe, but I'm like, let's go. Come on, somebody. This ain't the end. This is just the starting line. And here's the thing is, is I believe this. We launched our first campus, first of eight campuses this year. And I believe it's only just the beginning. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. See, I was talking about things that I'd never looked at, that I'd never seen. I was talking about things when I didn't even have a church. What are you talking about? What's coming out of your mouth? What are you speaking see here's the thing now faith is the substance of things hoped for you got to grab a hold of it now faith now faith Ephesians 3 20 says this God can do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask think or imagine God can do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask think or imagine. See, here's the thing is that we love to talk to God about our needs. But what you need to know is this is that God is never moved by need. God is only moved by faith. See, God's not moved by need, He's moved by faith. And so if you want God to start showing up and moving in your life, you need to grab a hold of some now faith and say, God, I just believe that you're going to do it. I don't know how it's possible, but I believe that you're going to do it. Psalm 78, 40, verse 42. Psalm 78, verse 40 through 42. It says this, how often they provoked him in the wilderness and grieved him in the desert. Yes, again and again, they tempted God and limited the Holy One of Israel. Say limited. They limited the Holy One of Israel. They did not remember his power the day when he redeemed them from 
the enemy. See, here's the thing is, you got to know that in this passage of scripture, they're talking about a people who had seen God do incredible things. I'm talking about, he, they had seen God uh, turn a, an entire river to blood. They had seen God bring swarms of locusts out of nowhere. They had seen God deliver them from their enemies. They had seen God uh, part a Red Sea and they walked across on dry land. And when they got to the other side, he swallowed up their enemies. They had seen God in the middle of a desert for 40 years drop off food at their doorstep long before Uber Eats ever showed up. God was doing it. Come on. They had seen this over and over and God do incredible things. And it says this that they limited God. And we read that and we want to start throwing rocks. How can you limit God? You've seen all these incredible things. You've seen these amazing things. How can you limit God? But the truth is, if somebody was to walk around following you and taking a story of your life, a lot of our story would be this. You are limiting God. And you're saying, it's like, it's like this. We get spiritual amnesia. It's like we have spiritual amnesia. God brings you through one thing and you don't know any more than get on the other side of that thing and, and another problem comes up and you go, God, where are you? What do you do? Are you going to set me? Are you going to help me out? What is going on? Can you do this? And here's the thing is God said, I did it for you then and I'm going to keep doing it for you. Why can't you just say, God, I believe that you can do it. You said you would do it. So many of us are limiting God. Because here's the thing is that we don't remember who he is. And so we don't remember what he can do. We forget who he is. So we forget what he can do. Today, I want to remind everyone in this room. I want to remind everyone at our Silver Springs campus. I want to remind everyone watching online who God is and what God can do. He's unlimited. God is unlimited. The first thing, if you're taking notes, you need to know that if you went through any Bible college at all, you would know these three things is really what they teach you about God. The first one is that God is omnipotent. God is omnipotent. That means omnipotent, if that helps you to spell it. Omnipotent. All that means is a fancy theological word for God is all-powerful. God is not lacking power. God, God isn't like, oh, well, I used all my power up. I'm running a little bit short. And so I, I don't know how it's going to. No, God has all the power. That means that he can do anything. Luke 137 says, for with God, nothing, somebody say nothing, nothing is ever impossible. And no word from God shall be without power or impossible of fulfillment. No word from God, not some words, no word from God is without power and without or impossible of fulfillment. There was a world-renowned artist uh, traveling through Europe um, many years ago. And I mean, he, he was very, very well known. And at uh, some point on the journey, he had lost his passport. Anybody ever lose a passport? That's like terrifying. I've never done that, that but that's like a nightmare. Uh, but he had lost his passport somewhere along the journey, and he was like, well, I don't know what I'm going to do. And, he, and the next day, he had to cross a border, and he thought this. He goes, you know what? I'll just go up to the guard. I'll explain my situation. I'll let them know what's going on. I'll let them know what's happening. And, uh, but he thought, I'm, I'm well known enough 
that he's probably going to know me, and, and so he'll let me through. So the next day, he shows up and goes to the guard station. He says, I've lost my passport, but if this is who I am, uh, do you recognize me? The guard said, you know what? You do look a lot like that artist. Honestly, you really do. But here's the thing is, is that I have people show up every day claiming to be someone that they're not. And so I can't just take your word for it. I can't, I can't just accept that, that that's who you are. And so uh, they were kind of at an impasse, can't let you pass today. But then all of a sudden the guard thought of something. He goes, you know what? I got an idea. He ran into his little office and he grabbed a, a pencil and a piece of paper. And he said, if you really are who you say you are, this shouldn't be any issue for you. I want you to sketch our surroundings. So the artist said, okay, no big deal. Goes over, sets down, and starts sketching. And about 10 or 15 minutes later, comes back over and gives the guard this beautiful piece of art of all the surrounding area. And all of a sudden, the guard said, you know what? I believe that you are who you say you are. I'll let you through. Why in the world all of a sudden would that change? Once was a resolved, no, you're not getting through, to now all of a sudden, yeah, you can come on through. See, here's the thing, is that the guard recognized something that his work confirmed his word. The guard recognized that his work confirmed his word. Here's the deal, is that anytime you get into a predicament and anytime you get into a situation and anytime you're not sure if God's gonna come through, you know what you do? You go back to his word and you begin to look at his work. And whenever you see his work, you know this, that the God, God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And so you get into a bind and you're saying, I don't know how this is gonna work out. God, I go back to your word and I look at your work. And if you deliver Daniel out of the lion's den, I know this that you can deliver me. I go back to your word and I look at your work. And if you provide, if you fed 5,000 with a few loaves and a few fish, I believe that you can provide for me. God, I go back to your word and I look at your work and I know this, that you are faithful. See, his work and his word go hand in hand. God is faithful. God doesn't stop. God doesn't quit. God keeps working. God keeps moving. God is unlimited in power. But here's the thing is that you can go back to his word and you can go back to his work. But here's the deal is that he's still doing it today. Don't take my word for it. Take Mikey Luna's word for it. Mikey Luna sitting right here on the front row was rushed to an emergency room a couple of years ago, body shutting down. They don't know what's going on. They don't know what's happening. Within a few moments, he is unconscious, intubated with the tube in his throat, breathing for him. They don't know if he's going to make it out of this, but guess what? His word and his work. The Bible says this, that God heals. The Bible says this in James, the, the prayer of the righteous, come on, availeth much. And here's the deal. And so we gathered around and we prayed and we laid hands and we said, God, we're going to believe a different report, not that he's going to die. And here's the deal is not only is he sitting here today, he helped build this building. Why? Because God work and his word go hand in hand. And whenever you need a promise, you grab a hold of that promise and say, God, I can believe you because your work. Somebody say now faith. Now faith. Nothing is impossible with God. He is all powerful. God is all powerful. Second thing you need to know about God is that God is omniscient. I'm teaching you all kinds of new words. God is omniscient, which simply means this, that God is all-knowing. God knows everything. God knows it all. You, you can't stump him. 
He's not shocked by what it is you're going through. He's not shocked. I mean, he knows the end from the beginning. The Bible says this over and over again. And I love this. In Isaiah 46, verse 10, it says this. God declares the end from the beginning. God declares the end from the beginning. So that means before you ever start something, God's already declaring how it's going to end. Before you ever go through something, God's already declared how it's going to end. One of my favorite uh, people in the Bible is a man named Gideon. Get, man, if I get on Gideon, man, I, and here's the reason why I love Gideon is because I think, God, if you can use him, surely you can use me. Like, I mean, if you can use a guy like this, then surely you can use me. Here's a, for those of you that don't know who Gideon is, Gideon is a guy, who, just a normal guy who's living in a land where he is terrified for his life all the time. He's afraid that he's going to be captured. He's afraid that he's going to be killed. He's afraid that bad things are going to happen to him all the time. And so here's, here's the deal is, is that when we actually see Gideon for the first time, it says this, that he is hiding out. And, and it doesn't say it in exactly those words, but he is threshing wheat in a wine press. Now, a, a wine press is deep down in this thing. You don't thresh wheat in a wine press. You make wine in a wine press, right? And, and here's the deal is that here he is doing this, and, he, and he's threshing wheat, and he's trying to, to hide out because he doesn't want to get captured. And it says this, that the angel of the Lord shows up and sees Gideon doing all of this, hiding out. And he says, hey, mighty man of valor. And I just picture this. Now, y'all got to give me a little bit of license because I picture this, that Gideon is so scared. He's like, what, where? Like, did a guard sneak up on me? Like, am I going out? Like, hey, mighty man of valor. Like, I'm looking around, and I'm looking for somebody who is great. I'm looking for somebody with a sword. I'm looking for somebody that can kill me. I'm looking around. And then when he realizes that he's the only one in the hole, he's kind of like, talking to me? You you talking to me? Uh, Hold on just a second. Whoa. You got me confused with somebody else. You got, you got the, the wrong guy. You showed up at the wrong tree in the wrong uh, wine press. Like, this isn't me. I am not mighty. In fact, he goes on to say this. Not only am I not mighty, but my entire family in all of this land, they're the weakest Talk about a guy with some serious self-image issues, right? And then he goes on to take it a step further, and he goes, and they're the weakest, but I'm the weakest of all of them. I'm the, I'm like the, I'm, I am a weakling. I am nothing. I am nobody. And here's what's amazing is that God ignores him and says, go in this might of yours. Are you deaf? Huh? Can you hear what I'm saying? I am not mighty. I am not great. I am the weakest of all of my family. I am not that awesome. And God is still speaking and saying, you're awesome. You're great. You're mighty. Why in the world? Here's the deal is that some of you are facing situations and you get into God's word and you hear a a, a man preaching like this or you get into the presence of God and you all of a sudden God starts calling you something and you go, no, 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 you don't understand. You got the wrong guy. You got the wrong girl. That's not who I am. And God shows up and he says, you know what? you're great you're mighty you're awesome you're great and all of a sudden we come back and go no you don't understand i'm not mighty come on. i'm not healed come on. i'm still sick in my body right. i'm not blessed right. 
I'm broke as a joke. I, I, don't, I don't know what you're talking about. Your word says one thing, but I'm telling you, my circumstances say another. I'm not what you say I am. But here's the thing that we forget, that God is all-knowing, and he declares the end from the beginning. So if he's calling you blessed, it's because he's seen you walking in blessing. If he's calling you a, more than a conqueror, it's because he's seen you as a conqueror. Can I tell you, whatever it is that you're going for, if, if he calls you healed, because he's seen you at a time when you're walking in healing and you're healthy and you're whole. We look, God declares the end from the beginning. See, he's not ignoring your problem. He's just been in the solution so long. He's not worried about it. He's not worried about it. He, he know, he's all knowing. He knows everything that's going on. He's not mistaken. He just knows the end. It's all going to work out. It's going to be okay. How many times have I worried about something that was a complete waste of time worrying about? How many times have I, have I, I stayed awake at night wringing my hands saying, God, how is this going to work? And here's the thing is that I, what I forgot in that moment is that God is all knowing. I'll tell you a fun little story. We, uh, we were, uh, not sure about this building. We weren't 100% sure about it. We were praying about it. We knew it was available. We were just like, ah, I don't know. You know, we have this land. Like, what are we going to do? I'm not, I don't know if this is going to, you know, if this is a good purchase or what should we do? And I called some of my overseers. I said, this is the deal. This is what we got. We have great oversight for this church. We have people that pray over us and believe in us. And we're not just out here floating by ourselves, right? And so, they, I called them and they said, you know what, buy that building. You sure? Yeah, buy that building. Are you, are you sure? Yeah, buy that building. Do it. Okay. We buy the building and we're in the middle of the remodel. What we didn't know was that the school board was meeting and they called us about six weeks ago and said, hey, I'm glad you got a building because we're not letting you meet here after the summer. Here's the thing, God is all knowing. And so when I'm not sure if this is the right decision, if I'm not sure if this is the building for us, if I'm, I'm sitting around, God is all knowing. And can I tell you that he puts people in your life to say, you know what, this is the right thing. You need to do it. That's why you need to be in community. That's why you need to be around people because they will encourage you. Here, here's the thing is nobody sees 360 degrees. Nobody has a 360 degree view of your life. That's why you need community. That's why you need people in your life that can help you and guide you and bring you to the right place. Now faith. The last thing. And I'm done. Which means nothing. If I can get the band to come up, the last thing. Now you know what's serious. God is omnipresent. God is omnipotent. God is omniscient. God is omnipresent. That only means this, that he is everywhere all the time. He's everywhere you are. He's in every place that you've been. See, God is not limited by time. God isn't limited by space, and God isn't limited by geography. 
there are no limits to God and God is outside of time. He's outside of space. That's why he can say, I'm declaring the end from the beginning because I'm so far outside of space and time that I can look at it all and I see how it's all gonna lay out. See, God is omnipresent. But what about when you don't feel like it? What about the times that it feels like God has left you? That God has abandoned you? I wish I could tell you this, that it never feels like that. But there are times when I feel God and man, I read my Bible and I'm praying and man, it feels like heaven has come to earth. And then there's times that I look up and say, God, where are you? Hello. It is I. Where are you? Are you anywhere around? Can you hear me now? God, where are you? And in those moments, I have to go back to his word. And I have to read verses like Psalm 23 and verse 4. It says, even when I walk through my darkest valleys, even when I'm in my darkest moments, even when it feels like there's no one around and I'm all by myself and God, you've left me, you've abandoned me, there's nothing. Even when I'm in my darkest moments, I will not be afraid. Listen to this. For you are close by my side. You are close by my side. God is always with you. He's never left you. He's never forsaken you. He's never abandoned you in the moments that you feel him, in the moments that you don't feel him, in the moments you feel like, man, God, I feel you so close. It's like, I I, I, I mean, I know you're right beside me in the times that it feels like he's a million miles away. God, in those moments, in the darkness, I know you're there. There's a story in the Bible about a woman named Martha. Martha had a brother named Lazarus. And uh, Martha and Lazarus and Jesus were tight. Friends. Hey, if you're going to be friends with somebody, you're going to be friends with Jesus. Like back then, that's who I've been rolling with, right? Uh, At least I like to think that. But they were really close. And Martha finds out that her brother Lazarus is sick. And so she says, hey, uh, go get Jesus. Lazarus isn't doing good. He's sick. Go get Jesus. Because here's the deal is I've seen him heal people. I've seen him take care. I've seen him turn water into, I've seen him do all kinds of crazy stuff. So I know this is no big deal. Just go get Jesus. They go get, they go uh, they say it's a two-day journey. They go and get Je- they go to tell Jesus, "Hey, Lazarus is sick." Yes. Jesus is like, "Cool." <laughs> All right, we'll meet you there. They get back, and I can just imagine that Martha's like, "Well, maybe he had to get gas or something. I don't know." Like. Maybe there's a pit stop. Maybe something's going on. A couple of hours go by, still not there. The next morning, he's still not around. Wow. Yeah. Where are you at? 
Jesus, where are you at? I, I asked you to come and where did you, why did you not come? Her brother gets so sick that he dies. Now that I went from a little upset to now I'm just angry. I, I, I've been forsaken. I've been abandoned. I asked you to come and I knew he was sick, but I didn't know it was going to lead to this. And all of a sudden, Jesus comes rolling up. Four days after her brother's been dead. Four days. There's, there's, you know who you are. There's some of you who are a little late. It's a whole nother level to be four days late. Whole nother level. Four days late, he comes rolling up. Like it's no big deal. Like nothing's wrong. I ain't worried. And Martha comes out. Her, her sister Mary won't even come see him. That You got to put humanity in the Bible. I'm mad at you. Uh, uh, Martha comes out and says this. Jesus, if you'd only been here. If you would have been here, my brother wouldn't be dead. If you would have been here, I wouldn't have had to have a funeral. If you would have been here, I wouldn't have been grieving. If you would have been here. But what Martha had forgotten is that she was talking to a God who is omnipresent. What she had forgotten is that before she ever found out her brother was sick, God was with her. When she found out that he was sick, God was with her. When he passed away, God was with her. And in just a few moments, he's the God that would be with her when he raised her brother from the dead. Can I tell you something? That God is always with you. Not You've never been forsaken. You've never been left, even though it feels like he's a million miles away. The Bible says this, that he'll never leave you. He'll never forsake you. Never leave you. He'll never forsake you. I got to thinking about this, and Martha had to be like, Oh, I thought you'd left me. I thought you'd abandoned me. What would she say to us today? You're in a bad situation. You're in a bad circumstance. There's some things going on in your life. There's some bills you can't pay. You feel like God has left you. What would she say to you? It's easy to read what she thinks, but what would she say to you? I think she would say, Not for a minute was I forsaken. The Lord was in that place. The Lord was in that place. Come, Holy Spirit, dry bones awaken. The Lord is in that place. The Lord is in that place. Come on. Not for a minute was you forsaken. The Lord is in that place. Come on, He's never left you.
thank you for your presence in this place. Holy Spirit, we ask that you come. Lord, I pray that you would comfort. Lord, for every person in here that feels like they've been abandoned. God, it feels like you've left them. That they're walking on their own. Lord, I pray right now that your presence, Lord, would completely overwhelm them. God, that they would feel a peace and a knowing that you are by their side, that you've never left them, that you've never forsaken them. Lord, I pray right now for every person in here who thinks I'm not enough, thinks I I, I don't have it all together, thinks I'm not mighty, I'm not great. God, I pray for every person in here that has ever questioned the God that created them and called them and brought them up, Lord, I pray right now that we would look through your eyes and see what you see. God, I pray right now that people would arise to their calling. God, that people would begin to live like you've called them to live, that realizes if you call us a conqueror, that we are surely a conqueror. God, if you call us mighty, then surely we are mighty. Right now, I pray for every person in here that needs the all-powerful God healing deliverance provision God we thank you that you're the same yesterday today and forever God I thank you Lord that you are all powerful and so right now we grab a hold of your promises we declare that you are faithful you're going to bring it to pass you're going to bring it to pass Come on, if you need healing in your body, just lift your hand up real quick. Lord, I pray right now. God, I thank you that by the stripes of Jesus that we are healed. We are healed. We are healed. Lord, we lay claim to your word and we declare it is so. Just go ahead and take your seats real quick. Lord, I just thank you for your presence. Maybe you're in this place and you don't know Jesus. You've never asked him into your heart. you never asked him to be the Lord of your life. Maybe you think you're here by accident, but can I tell you that you're not here by accident. You have an appointment with God. He's not calling you to religion. He's calling you to relationship. He loves you, friend. He cares about you. If you're in this place, you say, Brian, that's me. I need Jesus in my life for the first time. Maybe you're here today and you say, Brian, I prayed that prayer and I've asked Jesus to be the Lord of my life, but I want to rededicate my life to Jesus because I'm certainly not living like I know that I should walked away from my relationship with God today I just want to come back it's a new series in a new building why not make it a new you with every head bowed every eye closed no one's looking around Brian that's me I need Jesus in my life for the first time Brian, that's me. I need to rededicate my life to Jesus. I'm not going to embarrass you. I'm not going to call you forward. While every head's bowed, every eye's still closed, I am going to ask you to do something. I'm going to ask you to slip your hand up on the count of three. We're going to pray a prayer together as a church family. Everybody in this room is going to pray it. And I believe this. When you pray this prayer, if you believe it in your heart, your life will never be the same. Brian, that's me. I need Jesus in my life for the first time. One. 
Brian, that's me. I want to rededicate my life to Jesus too. Brian, will you pray with me? Three, just slip your hand up, put it right back down. Amen. Amen. I see hands everywhere. Amen. God's good. God loves you, friend. Not for a minute. He's never forsaken you. He's never left you. He cares about you. Can we pray this prayer together, all together as a church family? Say, Lord Jesus, forgive me of my sin. Take my sin. By your grace, I take your righteousness. I make you the Lord of my life. I give you all that I am. I hold nothing back. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Come on, give it up for every person. At One Church, we aim to help you encounter Jesus. If this ministry has blessed you in any way and you would like to contribute financially, you can go online to imonechurch.com slash give. If you chose to make Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior or rededicate your life to Him today, then you can text Decided to 33733 so we can celebrate with you. Thanks for listening and have a great week.